everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And we're two dudes talking Disney. How you doing? I'm good. This good. Is a, this is a, uh, a very special show on multiple fronts. It is. Uh, this is going to be our well, my Star Wars Galaxy's Edge review. Right. Well, and actually, two reviews because you're reviewing re- yes. your your preview review and then your post preview review. And then uh, this is our first recorded video uh, show. So yeah, very exciting. It's very weird because everything that happens now is happening now. Right. Um, when will then be now? Soon. Thank you. So yeah. So uh, I'm back. All uh, right. How how was it? Uh, it was great. We had a really great time. Great vacation uh, for everyone out there. We we did a couple days. Uh, with family and friends on the outskirts of, of Orlando. Uh, thanks, Nikki and Matt, for putting up with us. And then we did uh, the cruise, right? Uh, which was great, and it was easy. It was flawless. We had a great Disney travel agent. If anybody uh, needs one, it helped with the whole process. And, and that, will, that will be another show, Dave's uh, cruise review. Yes, the cruise review. And then we went back, um, and we did Galaxy's Edge. Nice. So, uh, well, the, the first time it was Galaxy's Edge was David correct. Solo. The yes. second time, oh, David Solo. I, yes, I like that. Han's brother, David. Uh, so my first Galaxy's Edge preview was, for, you got to throw the asterisk out there right off the bat because it was the Club 33 preview. I got invited by my friend Jerry. It was an excellent, excellent experience. I got to spend the day uh, checking out the clubs, Club 30, living the Club 33 life. Right. Uh, which is living Disney royalty life, you know, right. instant fast passes, walk on to whatever you want. Uh, when you get tired, they have someone that comes and just carries you around the park. That's nice. Yeah, yep. So uh, we definitely uh, hit the the park in a, a very hardcore manner that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk. I, I, I have notes. Copious notes. Copious notes on a post note. Um, overall impression of the land. Um, are we getting that truck backing... Probably, probably, forever. yeah. There is uh, some truck in the neighborhood, <laughs> and all, all David and I hear is this beep every second and a half. Yes. Um, overall, I'm not impressed with the land. Okay. I hate to say that's my overall opinion. Um, a couple of things. One is I, I really do believe, and I've, I've done like some soul searching on the topic mm-hmm. this week. I really do believe it, the theory of we don't know the land holds true. Okay. Um. You know, again, you look at the theme park wars, you look at, you know, the the Harry Potter lands, the Pandoras, the the immersive lands that they're building now. Right. You know, when you go to Radiator Springs, you're in Radiator Springs. Right. It's just like the movie, you know this is where it is. When you go to, you know, Diagon Alley, you're there. You're in Diagon Alley. Even Pandora. Right. Here, it's like, you don't know where you are. You don't understand the land. Um, And I I really think that's the big miss of the, the whole thing. Okay, now now let me ask you a question. So we've talked before about the uh, Galaxy's Edge miniseries. Yes. Uh, which epi- uh, issue five came out last Correct. week while you, while you were gone. Thanks, buddy, for going to the comic book store to picking it up. And uh, did reading that, have you finished it yet? I have not read the fifth one. Okay. Yep. Uh, reading the first four issues, did that give you any insight? It, it did. Like, I, I understood a little bit more of the land. The characters, especially, um, are are there more. You mm-hmm. know, they, they made more sense. Right. But... Again, I just... It's not Tatooine. It's not... Coruscant. Right. It's, it's, it's not Naboo. It's not Naboo. It's not, you know, Jakku. It just doesn't make sense. To right, me. right. Um, and, and that's, you know... Yeah, it's like you walk there and it's like there's element... You know, from the pictures that I've seen, because I'm not lucky enough to have been there yet. But, uh, you know, the pictures that you look at, it's like, okay, yeah, that's Star Wars architecture. Right. You know, if, you, if you've seen, like... Uh, and, and now we've got a lawnmower in the background. Uh, so hopefully that's not being picked up. I can, I can probably is. Yeah, hold on. Continue, Tone. Okay. 
So, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so, you know, the architecture looks familiar, and there are certain aspects of Star Wars, uh, of the Star Wars universe that are there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you know, you look off and you see a moisture evaporator in the distance. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not a space we've, we've been before. If you had said that the 14 Acres is going to be the Moss Eisley Cantina and Tatooine... Which I, I really think would have been the game changer. Right. Everybody would know what it is. Yep. Everyone would know that, uh, you know, that's where, that is a hive of scum and villainy and uh, you would have known where you were. Yeah, and I, I think that's the big mistake they made with the land. Mm-hmm. And um, BB-8 BB-8 is obviously agrees with that. It. It's actually, no, it's not BB-8, uh, it's AJL. AJL. AJL, that was, that was what we... Nice. Yeah, we named Nice it. homage. Yes. So, um, um, I agree 100%. It's not my Star Wars. Right. You know, as a way to it's put it. It's a Star Wars. Right. That I have no idea about. Mm-hmm. And, and you've been a big Star Wars fan. You were born in 78, so obviously you did not I experience it. I showed up for, yeah. yeah. But your your brother and sister, obviously, uh, you know, them being older than you. Uh, middle. I'm middle. Well, you're Bree, middle. Bree's younger. Bree's younger? Bree missed the whole thing. Well, Bree missed the whole thing, yeah. but she's still a fan, right? Yeah, uh, not as much. Tommy, you know, Tommy was March of 77, so Tommy didn't. Tommy got it too. Yeah, but, but but obviously, it's it's. I'm sure it's due to Tommy. Correct. That you, you know, because you were only, what, five when Jedi came yes, out. Yes, yeah. Uh, Tommy was seven. I do remember going to the Milford Mall movie theater, the one okay, up front with right. my Uncle Jimmy to go see Jedi. I nice. do remember okay. that. Okay. Uh, so you've been a fan a long time. Yes. And you've lived through the bad prequels and you're living through the bad sequels. Again, I just, I want, when you say you're going to build a Star Wars land, you know, I want to walk where, where they walked. I, right. I want that. Right. You know, I want to be, like you said, the, the cantina is awesome. It's one of the things I got here to talk about, August Cantina. Mm-hmm. Why can't it be the most Isley Cantina? Right. And then it would be even more awesome because it's like, you right. know, that's the booth that Han Chakwido in. Right. You, you could know? put a blaster mark in the, in the in the back of the booth. Exactly. And, you right. know, and it just, again, I think that's where Disney, I think in Disney's, and I hate to say it, Disney's arrogance. Mm-hmm. They just thought if you build it, they will come. And they will, and they are. Right. You know, it right. is true, but... The, the droves of, of fanboys they thought were coming are, are not coming. Right. It, it, you know, it's very funny. Uh, they've noted in California since they opened on May 31st that attendance in the Disneyland parks uh, is down 3%. Yes. You know, now they did just open yesterday because the pass hold, annual pass holders have been blocked out through yesterday. Yesterday was the first day that annual pass holders could come, and a lot of their business in California is annual pass holders. And it was light crowds, even with annual pass holders being allowed in. So, you know, that if you build it, they will come philosophy just doesn't seem to be working. Yeah. And, and you know, again, Star Wars fans, they're a rough bunch. I right. mean, the criticisms out there on everything. Um, right. Now, now, let me just get back to, to the, the land for a second. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, the interesting thing about the, the 14 acres is that there is a first order section. Yes. And then there is a resistance or rebellion section. Um, do you think they would have been better served doing like a resistance in California and a first order in Florida so that there were separate and but I, similar? No, I, I think a better definition of the the two sides would have been better. Uh, and, and it's like, you know, the first order side has Kylo's shuttle. It has like a, the, the, a little bit of, but it's not, it's just scenery. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that goes with it. 
Now, is that, is that where Rise is going to have no, its entrance? No, Rise is actually, uh, the entrance to Rise is on the other side, on the Rebellion side, okay. the Resistance side. Okay. Uh, I will say the land is much larger than you imagine, especially coming off of uh, Toy Story Land and Pandora. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't want to, and they're big, they're not, they're not small lands by any chance, but, you know, both of those lands comfortably fit inside Star Wars lands and the space is there. Okay. Um. You know, the, the land itself is pretty cool. The, the decor is obviously, like Tony said, you know, it's Star Wars architecture. Again, I don't know why they just didn't call it the most Eisley spaceport. Right. Um, it would have made much more sense. The It's broken up into basically what I've made as kind of five areas. You have what you call the, the resistance side, which is where the uh, Rise of the Resistance ride is going to be. There's Poe Dameron's X-Wing is there. Uh, then on the opposite side of the land, you have uh, the... First Order side, which has Kylo's shuttle, some First Order-styled buildings. Uh, in the middle, you have the Millennium Falcon attraction, which is where the big Millennium Falcon is. You have what you call the Marketplace. That's where all the little souvenir shops are. And then the fifth area would just be kind of in front of all that is a walkway. Okay. A very wide walkway where you come in, you can go out to Toy Story Land. So it, there's there's almost like five areas within there that are, are separate and identifiable. Um. Going on, you know, going through the marketplace, uh, the, the market shops are neat. They're small, a lot of souvenirs. There's the Critter Station where you can buy all the little, almost like the, uh, the, the Banshees in Pandora. You could buy a Tauntaun. You could buy, right. you know, all those. Can you type, get a Baby Sarlacc? Uh, you could get a Baby Sarlacc, okay. actually. Yep, there's a Baby, there's Sarlaccs. You can get all those types of, of critters. There's a toy store. Uh, one of the things I liked about the little toy shop was it's, uh, the toys are made to look like they were made on the planet. So they have a little bit of a, a roughage to them that, that I like that, that definitely uh, is a little bit different than anything you see in Disney. You have the popcorn stand, which has the multi-flavored sweet and spicy right. popcorn, which we really enjoyed. The popcorn, I, I give a thumbs up to. Okay, uh, yeah, the popcorn was excellent. Uh, then they had the, that, that meat section. Uh, the, right. the, 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 you know, the Ronto like the, Roasters. Yeah, the Ronto Roasters. We didn't eat anything there. Okay. Uh, Docking Bay 7. We did eat dinner there the night of the preview. Uh, I had the. Uh, it, it's you know supposed to be a Star Wars type food where it's basically just a. a it was uh, you know there's nothing wrong with it, so the food wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did enjoy the finer side of the Coke thermal detonator Coke bottles, right. uh, which I did bring some home thanks to the TSA changing their rules on that. Nice. Um, and then. Uh, from Docking Bay 7, I would probably go on to the Droid Review, which if, uh, for those of you who have been watching the video, uh, I'm sitting here with our BB unit. Uh, I enjoyed the Droid build. It was pretty cool. Very chaotic in there. Mm-hmm. It was very kind of, you felt rushed, if you will. Right. So right now you have to go check in. There were two queue lines. One hat was if you had a, a reservation. One is if you didn't. Uh, we had the reservation. So you go in that queue line. They check you in. Uh, the the reservation side of the queue line gets complete priority over the non-reservation side. So, like, when you walk up, they, they don't even take the reservation people until they clear out that line. Right. Uh, you decide on your type of droid, whether you're doing a BB-8 unit or an Astro unit like R2-D2. Um, and then you decide how you're going to transport it home. The free option is a cardboard box, mm-hmm. uh, similar to, like, a Build-A-Bear option. All right. The second option is the $35 backpack. <laughs> Uh, as you can see by we just looked for those of you on the camera, uh, we looked at the we got the backpack. Uh, right. I also just think too it's easier to move the droid around with the backpack. Right, and, and that can be summed up in one word: 
Merchandising. Yes, merchandising. Put the picture's name on everything. So the merchandising, uh, the, the, the droid, you select your parts off of the conveyor belt that come on. Mm-hmm. The, when you look at the BBA unit, the, the, uh, the head and the body here were what you took off the conveyor. Okay. You then went over to a second uh, station. They assigned you your build station. Mm-hmm. Uh, went over there. They showed you the active device, how to turn it on and off, and you put the, the guts of it in the machine. But it basically just snaps together. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you actually build and screw together, for those of you who are watching the YouTube channel, uh, are these screws right here. And there's a little uh, little power screwdriver that hangs from the, the top of your station. You grab it, eh, eh, snap it together. Then you call the attendant over. Do you have different antenna options? Nope. Or any, no. These are, no, that's, that's it. It's all standard. Uh, then they, you call your attendant over, and they plug the droid into the computer there to activate them. Uh, and it really just, you, you, they plug it in. It does a couple of little, uh, I think we put him in sleep mode already. He's in sleep mode. Uh, it does a couple of little things. Um, it talks, it beeps, it moves like just you know, like almost like a check to make sure it works. Right, right. And then you're out of there. Okay. Uh, the droids, you can't use them in the land, so right. you can't let them roll around. Uh, I, we did notice they, they are aware of the land, and they do react. Right, to, so if you leave them so, on in the backpack, yeah, they'll squeal. Yeah, and... you hear them talking, you hear them squealing. Um, the droids are 100 bucks. Uh, I Again, you know, you build the droid, it was two screws. Now, I get obviously it's for kids, so you're trying to do that. The thing I don't like about the BB unit is you have to take it apart to, to turn them on. So, like, right now, he went to sleep. So, Tony and I were playing with it before. It's in sleep mode. I have to take the head off, open the body up, and flip the switch on and off inside right. in order for him to work. Now, did you have to go same color body? Could Not you go at blue all. body, you go yellow top, yeah, you could green go different color. head? Yes. Okay. The, the, different, the three pieces could be different color. It's up to you. And, and when you, if you were to customize an, an astromech droid, uh, you have legs... Body yeah, head, uh, like so, body head, yeah. So, so you, you get have, one more, you have one more piece. Options. Yep. Um, so again, I mean, another problem I think with the land is it's a lot of one and done. I mean, this droid cost me 150 bucks. Right. I'll probably never build another. No, one. you have no need um, to. I, although I want to build the Astro Droid, so let's be honest, I'll probably do that. <laughs> uh, you know, so that was the droid experience. Right. Uh, it, you know, good time. The controller's not great. It's not pinpoint. It's 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 very toyish for what I expected to pay my for my money. Mm-hmm. Um, no app for that. No app. Nothing like that. Okay. Um, so you know that's the droid uh, review, if you will. All right. You so know? you'll you'll go back there once. I'll go back there once to build an Astro unit, and then probably not it. Okay. Then speaking of the other one and done, I have the lightsaber. Uh, for right. those of you on our social media account, I posted a good picture of Tony wielding my green lightsaber. Uh, that experience was excellent. The show takes a little bit more than a half hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do a great job. You know, lightsabers are banned by the first order, so you're not building a lightsaber. You're that a junk uh, yard collecting scrap metal. So, uh, again, you, that was by reservation only. Um, you go in, you select four basic styles of lightsaber. So you, you choose between like peace and, and unity, strength and determination. And, um, you go into the chamber, if you will, uh, and your, your lightsaber builder there, uh, gives you, a, a, a they put on a show. They talk mm-hmm. about the lightsabers, the, the different types, what they mean, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
And then, so if so if you've been to Universal before, it's much like it's, going into Olivander's. It's Ollivanders. much like going into Olivander's, except it's a lightsaber. Okay. And, you know, it is exactly like Olivander's, just lightsaber version. Right. And it's cooler because it's a lightsaber. Okay. You know, um, so I I love that they. I love the story. I love the thing. And then when it comes time to build your lightsaber, they like, you know, the, the, the actor acting out, the cast member acting out, the, the building part has like five helpers behind them. And like when they finish the part where it's time to build the lightsabers, you get basically attacked by the five helpers and they come out with the trays with all your lightsaber, your different options and parts. And, and that part's a little chaotic. I think that part they need to, control because you feel a little rushed you feel a little like they just drop the tray in front of you and they're like connect mm-hmm. that 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 and that and now you're like okay like you're looking at it that i build it right you know right um and the the process of adding the blade of uh, uh you pick your own kyber crystal so you you pick or you know you, you uh, one neat detail i thought was cool is the kyber crystals are stored in the same containers that you see uh Sagarera's people take them from um, Rogue One uh, when they, in Jakku. Right. So I, I thought that was a neat detail. Um, but you, you you pick your crystal, you put it in the lightsaber, uh, you, you select your piece, as Tony can tell you too, because we were you know playing with it before. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's metal to them. There's meat to yeah, them. So even is. though they're 200 bucks, they're, they're, they're well built. Yeah, it's, you know, not it's, like not, the, it's not like the $29 one you buy at Target. There's some heft yeah. and, and feel to it. The the blade, if you will, separates from the hilt. So if you need to carry it bladeless, if you want to you know, use it as a prop, a costume, you, you can do that. It comes with a belt clip. Uh, there are, in Galaxy's Edge, they do sell. Conveniently. Little, conveniently, the little thing to put on your belt to clip the belt on there. Um you know, overall, again, it was two hundred bucks to build the lightsaber, and again, I'll I'll never build one again. Well, this was a green blade, right? I you mean, might want a blue blade, right? I, I uh, there's purple, there's red, you right. know. So I'm sure I'll have to build one more at one point right. to satisfy uh, Amelia. But you know, again, the two, those two things are are really one and done, two mm-hmm. and done. I mean, so half of what they tell you you can do in Star Wars Land, we'll never do again, right? Um. Moving on from there, uh, look at my lines here, my notes, document seven. Ogre's Canteen was a good time. We went in there. Uh, I don't like the fact they don't have any food. They just have like some snacks, but the snacks aren't any allergy friendly or anything like that. You, okay. you, they're not. Um, so that was kind of one thing. I had the fuzzy tauntaun drink, uh, which was amazing. It actually does make your mouth and tongue numb. Uh, you know, so and we didn't spend much time in there because it's just the canteen. It's a really cool atmosphere. Uh, the the bar staff does a good job of of interacting. You know, the DJ singing and the bar staff interacts with them, and they have you interact. You know, people are shouting and yelling, and it's a it, it's it's a good time. Right. But and the DJ is an old friend. Correct. The DJ is DJ Rex from Star Tours. He's right. the, the old original pilot. captain. Yeah, he uh, he's got a new job as a DJ. Vo- is he still voiced by? Oh, I don't know who he's voiced by. He's voiced by Paul Rubens, who you may also know as Pee Wee Herman. Ah, oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, August Canteen, it's pretty cool to go in there for a drink, but it is just a bar. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a restaurant. It's not a place you're going to hang out for a long time with the kids. It's, it's just a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, from there we hit Smuggler's Run. The, okay. The Millennium Falcon ride. Now we're getting to the fun stuff. Yes. Now I really would like to, and I got to look it up and I probably should have looked it up before I, we did the show, but I'd like to see the, uh, the ride mechanism, how it works mm-hmm. because the ride loads six at a time 
but it has a low, a rider capacity per hour of about 500 people more than uh, Flight of Passage. Mm-hmm. So if you go online right now, you see a lot of people that are like, well, the Millennium Falcon ride is not as successful because it's keep it's it's either the line of Flight of Passage is a little bit longer or they're keeping up, but they're also putting 500 people more an hour through the Millennium Falcon ride. So right. Was wrong. So you come in, you go through, you walk the line, you walk around the ship. And, um, and you know, I think part of that with, with Pandora and Flight of Passage, you're putting how many people on there at the same time, at the same time, and you've got to make sure they're all ready to go. And if there's, you know, one slow poke that holds everything up versus this, six people, cockpit, door shut, bang, right. ready to go. Seatbelt, you're ready to go. Right. I would say it's, you know, motion simulator, similar to like a Star Tours. I didn't think it was as bumpy as Star Tours, but I also think it's because you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So three posi- six people, three positions, two pilots, two engineers, two gunners. Um, we went on it seven times during the Club 33 preview because there was nobody there. It was great. Uh, we decided to come up with a plan of we were going to go on it all seven times and do the same job because we wanted to see how good we can do on it. Right. Uh, the ride does react to literally when you push the button. Uh, you know, you can come out of light speed too early and you're in an asteroid field, which we, all, we hate when that happens. Right. Um, some things we did learn, if you're a gunner, set it to manual because you can have higher points. Uh, your mission is to steal coaxium from, if you remember the solo movie, you're, you come in the queue line. Uh, your first stop along the queue line is you get the briefing from Hondo. Um, Onaka, the character from the Clone Wars, uh, he's also in a couple of the Galaxy's Edge comics. And basically you're going to go steal coaxium using the Falcon. Uh, Chewie is letting you borrow... The Falcon. The timeline for this supposedly takes place between The Last Jedi and the new movie coming out, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So that explains where Han is. Uh, why? Because a lot of people are like, well, where's Han Solo? He's gone. Chewie's there with the Falcon. He's doing a favor for Hondo, and you are helping. Um, from there you go, you get your briefing, and then you go into the little room, and they hand you your cards, whether you're the pilot, the gunner, or the thing. Then you go into... I guess what you'd call the cargo area, the or the hang, the Millennium Falcon itself. You have the the, the hollow chessboard, right? The med bay where you know Luke went when he got his arm chopped off, and um, you kind of wait in there till they call the color of your card. So okay. if your card was orange, they'd be like orange team report to the flight deck. Okay, so, so it's more of like a waiting area as opposed yes. to an actual queue. Yes. Which I think the first one they did like that was uh, Dumbo. Yes, yeah. Where they gave yeah. you the beeper. Where they gave you the beeper. And then over at Universal, when you go to the Jimmy Fallon uh, ride, it, it's very similar where you're just hanging out there and they call you. Before you go in. Right, right, right. Um, then they call you in, you go in the cockpit, you know, you, you get your seatbelt, and it starts uh, like mission space. You get the warning. So pilot, you know, uh, Onaka gives you the, the cues. So, mm-hmm. you know, he'll be like, pilot, prepare to jump to light speed, and then the, the light speed control will light up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you don't push it, you lose points. If there's no one there, the computer knows, and it's done for you. So one of the times we wrote it, it was just the three of us. So we only had one pilot, one gunner. Or two, we did two pilots. You have to have two pilots to fly, and then we did two pilots and a gunner. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones were uh, done automatically. During your mission, you're trying to steal coaxium from the First Order. We steal, You could steal two containers. That's the, the maximum amount. At the end of the ride, you, uh, you get your score. You get a percentage. You know, because you got to fi- pay to fix the Falcon. You, you get your cut from Hanaka of what you made, but then he takes out how much it costs to repair, how much it costs for, you know, all the damage right. you did, all that. So you're left with like four you're credits. You're left with like, yeah, with so many credits. Right. Um, 
And that's it. Uh, a ride's extremely enjoyable. You know, I like the ride better than Flight of Passage because obviously I'm a bigger Star Wars fan, but I also like the fact that you had something to do. Now, they, they say that with the attraction after you're done with the ride and you get your credits that people are going to interact with you. Did did any of, you know, like the bartender might say, hey, great flying, uh, nice job. We didn't really uh, interact with anyone after the ride because we kept getting off, going back on, getting off, okay. going back on. Um but the, the the one thing that is true, the shape of the Falcon determines. So the first mission we did, we hit everything on the way. We were very bumpy. We only got like a fifteen percent, fifteen percent of our of our take. When you get went out the queue, the ship looked like it was wrecked. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 walls were arcing. You know the lights were flickering. It looked destroyed. When we our highlight was we finished with about seventy six percent. And when you went off the ship, it was in that pristine condition. Nice. So it is pretty cool with, with to that aspect. And was it an actual separate entrance? Yes. You it's come in and out a separate okay. way. So like I said, I, I like to see the ride mechanism. Right. Now, you did not, uh, I guess, apparently Disney, the Disney Play app. Okay. So I, yes, okay. I did do the Disney Play app. Coordinates so with this. The, the, for those of you who don't know, Disney has an app called Disney Play. It's something to do while you're waiting in line. You can go around Galaxy's Edge and there's a lot to actually interact with. Any control panel you see... You could hack any antenna you could see. You could hack uh, some of the characters, some of the animatronics in the land you could interact with, and you get credits for them. I don't know what you're going to be able to do, do with, with those credits, credits right. but uh, you, know, you, you were able to accrue credits as you were moving through the land. And I think the, the Disney Play app will also translate the Arabesh. It tra- you, could, you could look at the Arabesh, and it translates... Uh, the, the signs, you know, there's different things. You could, different tasks and stuff like that, too, that you could do um, throughout it. I mean, I'm just trying to look and see if I could accrue, uh, you know, how many points you, you accrued if it, if it lets you. I know that the app only really works if you're in the park, but I don't know if maybe it, uh, it, it gave you a printout or a readout of what you did. Right. Like, uh, it would be interesting to see if, if you know, you end up being able to use those credits kind of like when you go to an arcade and you, yeah, you know, like you're playing skee-ball, you collect your tickets, and at the end, you know, the end you collect 5,000 tickets, you get your eraser. Yeah, you get like a pin or something right, like that. Right, right. Um, I did see a couple of videos uh, on the YouTube where people were able to, to work through a lot of the stuff in like a day. You know, Wait just a second. Doing that. The YouTube? The YouTube. The it's like, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's like putting it out there on the line. Um. <laughs> So we did do that too. Uh, we did we did you know control things. There's a water fountain with like a water tank behind it. You can you can gain control of it. And the eye of the monster from the trash right, from the, the trash compactor pop, right. popped up. Um, you know, there's a baby sarlacc in um, Doc Ock and Den of Antiquities, and you can control him. He comes to life if you you know you can do that. Uh, control panels open stuff. They they make things in the app happen. The antennas, you know, stuff will light up, shake. You can control the Millennium Falcon. Where if you gain control of it, you, you hit a button and like the ship, you'll hear it like almost power up. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that I enjoyed. Uh, I, I recommend doing that if you go through, especially when you're waiting in the line. You right, know. right. Um, you know, and, that, and that's it. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. We did the lightsaber, the Disney Play. You know, that was pretty much it. Now the difference is... So, so that was your D20, that was D33 a, so the, preview. The, the, yeah, the, the, the Club I'm sorry, 33 Club 33 preview. preview. Um, was... You know, off the hook. It was there was no one there. We were walking through the ride. So how long were you there? Uh, we went in for about three o'clock, and we left at about nine. All right. So you rode it seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Eight dinner. Eight dinner. Seven times. 
Built a, uh, built, built a droid. Uh, we didn't build a droid that day. We okay. built a droid the second day. Okay. Built the lightsaber. All right. Um, really walked around, did some Disney play, mm-hmm. uh, talked to Casper. Oh, blue and green milk. Something I forgot to bring up. So we had the blue and green milk. I It's a rice-based uh, product where it's... So that makes it uh, allergy-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the flavors, like the blue was almost like a blue raspberry. I like the blue milk much better than the green milk. Mm-hmm. The green milk was very sour to me. Um, but you can get it alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Okay. I did the non-alcoholic version. So I was a fan of the blue milk. I definitely was uh, a fan of that. All right, good. Uh, so we did the blue milk. Again, we walked around. Ogus Cantina was open on our time, but they weren't serving drinks. So we were able to go in, check it out. We did that. Uh, we spent some time in, in the Den of Antiquities looking for the, the uh, Ark of the Covenant because it is in there. We did okay. find it. Um, so in that time, yeah, we rode, you know, Millennium Falcon seven times, uh, built our lightsabers, blue and green milk, uh, ate dinner in Docking right. Bay 7, uh, plenty of pictures, you know, character interactions with Chewie and Ray in this first And order. cast interactions, I hear the cast interactions are cool because each yes, cast member has their own backstory. And they're also very in character. Right. You know, there, there. There's no good morning. It's bright suns. You know, there's right. no. It's, it's. You know, there's no goodbyes. It's to the spires. The it's. You right. know, um, even when you go to buy the lightsaber, you know, if you mention the word lightsaber, they all like freak out. You know, mm-hmm. can't say the word. You know, Ray hides from the stormtroopers if she's by herself. If Chewie's with her, the stormtroopers hide from them. Okay. Um, you know, so that that is pretty neat there. Now we went back the day after it opened. All right. So you went on a cruise. You went away cruise, for about a week, yep. five you know, days, six days. You know, 20 minutes later, and we went on a cruise. Right. So we got to Hollywood Studios um, on Friday morning. Now, the park has extra extra magic hours, so it opens at 6. We were uh, in by 9 in the morning on Friday from getting off the ship, and we immediately went over to Galaxy's Edge. There was no way to get in. Now, on the My Disney Experience app, there is a... Uh, uh, virtual queue if the line yeah. the land fills up but they never they have not yet activated it so we went in uh, Smuggler's Run was over an hour or it was two hour wait so we actually never went on that okay um, we had the reservations for the lightsaber but we canceled them because we weren't going to like I said you're not going to spend the $200 on the lightsaber but well, we did the, you would. Right, I would admit it. Right. We all know that. If, if my wife wasn't standing over me, I would be buying... I'd have every color lightsaber and design hanging on the wall here in the room. Right, right. Um, we built the droid, had the blue the, the uh, had the had blue milk again, tried it with our friends, and that was pretty much it. Walked around the land and just looked at it. Okay. Uh, obviously, massive crowd difference between the Club 33 preview and the... Uh, the second day of operation. Yeah, it, it's been very funny to look at. Uh, you know, they did a month, like a month of previews, and it was like a week of cast member previews, a week of DVC previews, uh, uh, and then I don't know if it was AP yeah, holders, yep. and then Club Thirty Three. So during each one of those sets, you'd see like you know like two people, yeah. like maybe two three people in the background of all these. I, I was definitely taking pictures. Like I have that picture of me in front of the Millennium Falcon the whole Millennium Falcon with nobody right. around it. You right. Know, like, Whereas now it's you and 73 seven, yeah. of your closest yes, friends. You know? uh, so definitely a major difference, you know, in the, the, the attraction. Now they still haven't turned on the fast pass mm-hmm. uh, and the single rider version is hit or miss. They are opening the single rider queue, but the ride does have a fast pass uh, queue and it has, you can see, you know, it says fast pass return. So at right. some point, I don't know if they're going to turn it on or what, but there is one there. Okay. As I think all rides these days yes. are built with fast passes, regardless of whether they use them or not. Right. So, so uh, all in all, how, how would you grade it? Uh, 
I mean, again, it, it's tough because I am a Star Wars fan. So to me, it is it, as much as I was disappointed with the land. It's still a Star Wars land, right? Um, it 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 met my expectations, but I was let down by the fact that I don't know the the land. Okay, you know, uh, I I think the game changer for the land is going to be Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the queue is there. You can see the entrance. Right. Uh, you know, I know when they did the media day for. Galaxy's Edge, they let them walk through the first scene mm-hmm. of the ride. Uh, so it's almost on December 5th it'll be open. Right. Um, I think that'll bring... And I do think, you know, there's a there's a lot of theories out there. Another theory is that a lot of people are waiting for that second ride. You know, right. if I'm going to plan a family vacation to Disney World and right. I'm a Star Wars fan, I'm not going to spend, you know, five grand to go when half of the place is open. I could wait... Right. Wait another four three months, months four and months, and go back. Fully operational. Mm-hmm. It's a fully operational battle station. Right now, do you do you think that? Um, did you see any area where like expansion? Yeah, you think oh yeah. Bring there's another... a lot of room for expansion. Okay, I mean, there's definitely you know easily a lot of room for expansion. Because you know it's it's very funny. They, they you know they they built Pandora. Yep. They gave us two rides. Right. They built Toy Story Land, which amazingly was eleven acres. I don't. I don't. I didn't think Toy Story Land was, I that, it was big. that big. Yeah. Toy Story Land was eleven acres. We got two rides. They're wedging a new restaurant in. Yep. Uh, which I don't believe was planned originally. Uh, it was. Then it was. It was one of those. It was there. It was gone. It was there. It was gone. All right. Yeah. And now Galaxy's Edge gets built, which is fourteen acres, so three acres larger than Toy Story Land. We're gonna get two rides eventually. Right. We've got one right now. Um, you know, with with all the budget being spent on theming that's money you could have spent on a third ride like maybe if it wasn't so immersive maybe you would have gotten you know a d you know maybe a c ticket ride or you know but now it's like they're putting in definitely an e-ticket like i think rise of the resistance is going to be the e-ticket ride for that land oh yes and then you know is is uh, Smuggler's Run essentially your alien saucer spin right or your river journey right you know um I don't know. I, I do think they need, and you know, again, one of the things both both uh, Smugglers Run and Rise of the Resistance have height requirements. Mm-hmm. So it's like you built Star Wars Land, and yeah, neglected part of the right. Audience. I mean, same thing with Toy Story Land, though. You know, you think about right. Toy Story Land; those rides have you know height requirements, which you think they'd put. I, I don't know. Like, I I would like to see like a sea ticket attraction. I'd like to see another you know Star Wars attraction. I'd like to see some more experiences that are a little bit repeatable you know, mm-hmm. and enjoyable. Uh, there were stages, you know, like uh, where Poe Dameron's X-Wing is, it's up on a stage. Even where Kylo Ren's uh, sh- shuttle is are up on a stage. So sometimes you'd go by and Chewie and like a couple of resistance workers would be working on the X-Wing and kind of okay. like a show. Okay. Um, you know, so I think that, that that'll stay. So you think maybe like Jedi training will move yeah, over there? Yeah, like something or, like that. You know, or, Max Rebo will perform right. uh, you you know, know. his hit song. I, I Again, I don't know, like build the Jedi Temple. So you can mm-hmm. have the Jedi training at the Jedi Temple. Right. Know. And are there any photo ops set up? Yes, in the there land? are. Uh, I have a couple. I posted some of them where their X-Wings are in the background. Uh, we had the Amelia was Mike wachowski Right. Uh, multiple times on this right. trip. Uh, so How about character? Uh, character interactions, ops? there was no photo ops as far as like they roamed. And it was, but, but it was like you could stand there and pause and take a picture with them, mm-hmm. you know. So, because it's very funny that they took Kylo Ren out of the launch, of the launch bay, bay now that he's wandering around Galaxy's yes. Edge. Yep. So, 
All right, so Dave's grade. Uh, Again, I have rose colored glasses because I'm a Star Wars guy. So I, I give it an A, but is it, it an really a. an A? I, I don't think it is. Do you well, think you're going to have, like, you know, I don't want to say buyer's remorse because you didn't really buy anything, but uh, are you going to be one of these guys who's like, well, you did buy that, but uh, who's going to be like, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is nice, but they should have given us a whole Star Wars theme park. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, it's it's better than it's better than just Star Tours. You know right. I mean, it's, it's better than having a whole land. And again, I think that they're going to learn from it. And hopefully they'll change. I mean, right. hopefully they'll change it. I think they need to. I do think, you know, they need to change the land to make it fit into the universe of what we know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, good. Thanks. And uh, I look forward to seeing it. Yes, I can't wait. So until next time, I'm David. I'm Tony. And, and we're, we're Two Dudes, dudes Talking Disney. Disney.